Mark chapters 4 and 5, Jesus performs a series of miracles and Mark puts them together one after the other in order to teach us a great lesson, a lesson concerning fear and faith. And so if, you, if you're familiar with those chapters, you know that the miracles go in this order, that Jesus calms a storm, that Jesus casts out the legion of demons out of the demoniac in Gennesaret, uh, that He heals the woman with an issue of blood, and that He raises Jairus' daughter from the dead. Well, there's a common theme and there's a common thread uh, throughout these verses. And the issue at hand that Mark presents is Jesus' identity. Who is this man? In fact, in chapter 4, verse 41, which we'll read in just a second, the apostles respond to Jesus calming the storm with terror and with a question. That question is, who is this? Literally, that's what they ask. Who is this man who can speak to a storm and calm the wind and the waves. Well, we have the luxury uh, of having 20-20 hindsight vision as Christians today. We have all of Scripture. We know the end of the story. And Mark, in his gospel, in chapter 1, verse 1, he lets us in on the secret from the beginning. This this secret concerning Jesus' identity. In the first verse of his gospel, he says that His gospel is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Now that's important, very important, because to many in His day, Jesus was a rabbi, a teacher, a good teacher. And to some, they began to realize that He was the Messiah, the promised one of God, the one who had come to deliver Israel. But to His apostles, Jesus increasingly emphasizes that He is more than just a Jewish teacher, that He is more than the Messiah. He is the Son of God. But remember, in Mark chapters 1 through 4, all of these events take place in real time with real people. And and those witnessing Jesus' ministry, they, they find Jesus to be some kind of mystery man. They can't quite figure out who Jesus is. That's why it says over and over in the first four chapters of Mark that the people are amazed. Multiple times Mark says this. They're amazed at the miracles He's performed. They're amazed at the authority with which He teaches. They're amazed at His authority over demons as He casts them out of people. Well, the apostles also need to figure out who Jesus is exactly. And remember, they by this time, by the end of chapter 4, They've decided to follow Jesus as their rabbi, as their teacher. And, and they have begun to realize, hey, this wasn't just a good teacher. This Jesus, He was the Messiah, the Holy One of God. But they had yet to realize that He was much more than that. Now, the question for you and I is this. Why is this important to Mark? And why is this truth important to the apostles? And it's very simple. The apostles will not choose to place their trust in Jesus Christ until they realize that He's more than a good teacher, that He's more than Messiah, that He is the Son of God. Now listen from Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 39. Uh, Remember, at this point in the story, Jesus has been asleep in the stern of a boat that's being swamped by a storm. The apostles are rowing for their lives, and they wake up Jesus, right? They wake up Jesus and ask Him, Hey, do you care that we're perishing? 
And this is what happens at the beginning of verse 39. Scripture says, He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to His disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Verse 41 says, They were terrified, and they asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey Him. So after the storm, uh, Jesus asked, Do you still have no faith? And what you need to understand, what He's asking is, Don't you trust me yet? Do you trust me even though you're in the midst of a storm? Well, that's what, what we see there is this juxtaposition between fear and faith. Jesus asked them, He says, Why are you so afraid? And do you still have no faith? In other words, fear is the antithesis of faith. Faith is the antithesis of fear. Uh, faith is the antidote for fear. And fear squelches our faith. There's a lesson to be learned here. But remember, the apostles haven't fully realized who Jesus is. But despite the fact they've had some hints along the way, if you remember at his baptism in chapter 1, verse 11, uh, the Father declares, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And then in, in chapter 2, verse 11, the demons come. The demon-possessed man comes before Jesus, falls at his feet, begs for mercy, and declares, You are the Son of of God. And then ultimately Jesus, if you remember, when He's challenged by the Pharisees, He declares Himself to be Lord of the Sabbath. That would have been a designation reserved for divinity. But His disciples are slow on the uptake. They're just not quite getting it yet. Well, let's you and me, let us uh, work backwards and see what Jesus is revealing to the apostles through these events as He reveals His full identity to them. And by doing so, He is teaching them and us a vital lesson. And this is the lesson. This is the takeaway. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. We need not fear because we can place our trust in Jesus, whatever our circumstances. Now, let's think about what Jesus does. Working backwards, Jesus raises Jairus' daughter from the dead. Now, this demonstrates His authority over life and death. Why? Because, remember, Jesus is the author of life. He's the agent of creation. Therefore, He's the one who gives life. He's the one that decides when life should go away. What does this teach us in the apostles? It teaches us that we need not fear loss. And some of you right now in our circumstances with COVID-19, you may be afraid that someone will catch this terrible virus and and may be taking from you. But can I tell you, you need not fear loss because of Jesus. And if you think about the, the miracle He performed in healing that desperate woman with the issue of blood, we see there Jesus' authority over sickness and disease. Why? How does He have this authority? He's the great physician. He's the one who can heal any person with any Disease. So we know, the apostles need to learn, that we need not fear suffering. So many of us, we're afraid that, that either through COVID-19 or perhaps throughout life, maybe cancer or something else, that we might face a sickness that would cause us or a loved one to suffer. Can I tell you that because of Jesus, you don't have to fear 
suffering. And then if you think about Jesus casting that legion of demons out of the demoniac, well, that demonstrates that He has authority over all things spiritual. Why? Because He's the Lord of heaven. And there is no principality, there's no power, there's no spiritual being that we need to fear. In other words, we don't have to fear that we would end up like the demoniac, losing control because of some spiritual presence. No, we don't have to worry that about that at all. And then ultimately, in the calming of the storm, we see Jesus, His authority over all things physical. Why? Because He is the Lord of creation. He is the agent of creation. And therefore, all of these physical things, all the things of this world, are ultimately under His sovereign control. You know, I believe that uh, Jesus calming the storm may be the best analogy to what we're going through right now with COVID-19. We, we may feel like the apostles out on a lake in a small boat with a storm threatening to overwhelm us. And we feel like we're a long way from, from safety yet. Well, uh, just remember this. When the circumstances of life threaten to overwhelm us, and that, they can overwhelm us emotionally, they can overwhelm us practically, His calming the storm teaches us that we need not fear the unknown. I think that's the greatest fear that we face right now. We just don't know what tomorrow holds. We need not fear the overwhelm. That's something that's greater than us. Some great storm of life might overwhelm us and sink our boat. Why? Because Jesus is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, that He is the Lord of creation. And guess what? He's in our boat with us. He's right there with us. He sees us. He sees our distress. And He genuinely cares for us. So remember this. Remember that nothing can overwhelm us if Jesus is with us. So we know what? We know that we need not fear. And we know that we can trust, place our complete trust in Jesus. We can entrust our whole lives, our past, our present, and future to Jesus Christ as our sovereign King. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you that you're in the boat with us, that you see us, that you do care. You see our distress, that you're not overwhelmed by the the things that seem to overwhelm us emotionally or physically, but Lord, that you are our our Lord and you are our Savior and you are the one in whom we can place our complete trust. Lord, we thank you for who you are because it gives us all the security we need. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.